Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part three in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. I was meeting with a guy that coaches me this morning, and he was talking about, he was pushing me on this. Like, you know, I've, I've have some frustrations and assumptions with some things in my life, and he was pressing me to, you know, asking me why and asking me, like, just really asking me all these tough questions. And he, he talked about, you know, how there was this one guy, he used to be a rowing coach for Ohio state. He was talking about how, um, there was a coach in this guy from another school and he's Eastern European. And he used to drive this guy crazy. Like they really didn't like him because of all these behaviors. And, and they ended up talking one day and he, he'd learned all these things about him and his upbringing and, um, kind of coming out of this, kind of war-torn situation and all these kinds of real-life things that were fascinating. And I remember my coach just saying, man, after I talked to him and after I asked him questions, after I learned more about him, I I had a newfound respect and appreciation for who he was as a person. And I think that's probably true across the board in so many ways. Like if we really, if we, if we knew where people were coming from, if we, if we took the time to ask a curious question instead of writing them off, you know, um, we'd probably find that we have more, maybe more in common or it would at least elicit some compassion in us that would lead to possibly friendship or possibly like togetherness rather than, you know, creating this enemy in somebody. Yeah. Like it, it would creating an ability for us to collaborate on something, get something accomplished. It, it is, uh, it's amazing how simple it sounds just to ask questions. But then if you start digging into how we do it, because there's ways you can just ask questions to, um, use what you were talking about earlier saying like you talk at each other is very different than talking with someone because the reason why we know each other well is because we talk with each other. It's, it's, I am not talking just to hear myself talk and waiting for you to finish talking so I can talk more. It's we're responding to each other and that it requires like the patience and I guess wherewithal to know that like the, the answer that I'm going to get from this question may not, may not be the one I want. And that's, I think, another reason why people are judgmental because they don't want to hear something they don't, they don't like. They don't want to hear the answer or the solution that they don't, that doesn't line up with their, with their preconceived notions of how things should be. Like, that's why we confuse people and why people get confused when someone who they have written off or they have an assumption about or a people group where they're just like, I think this, like this is true of this entire person. So like they are something very, I guess, black and white and broadly, I guess, wrong about an entire people group because they're making an assumption because what if they're wrong? Because if they're wrong about something like that, then they could be wrong about things about themselves. And the reality is they probably are aware that they're wrong about things about themselves and they don't want to dig into it. And that's the fear that comes with curiosity. Because if I learn something new about someone else, that means I might have to change. Curiosity like forces people to change. And we were talking about like growth is change. And if you don't want to grow, just be judgmental. Yeah. Yeah. There's kind of, there's a rigidity. It's very rigid, right? Um, 
the, you know, that's kind of probably one of the opposites too of curiosity is just if I'm, if I'm super rigid in my worldview, I'm, I'm so rigid that I'm not, I'm, I'm inflexible, immovable. There's nothing you can do to change my mind. Um, there's going to be a lack of, there's probably going to be a lack of curiosity in that kind of thinking. I would, I would imagine. Mm. And you can have a very strong moral belief or like I me, mean, cause like, because we are Christians, Wes, like we have very strong belief systems around something that's really hard to, to, to prove like from a, from a tangible, like almost like scientific way. Cause like you and I weren't around when Jesus was here, but we're, we have very strong moral beliefs in like how he led and what he said and what was created because of his life that um, we're both very immovable about some things. And so this like curiosity doesn't go up against those things. It can help clarify those things also. It's, it's not like we, it, like when I hear you say rigid, that doesn't mean that we hold loosely to everything. It means we know the things we need to hold dearly. And we don't move from those. And, but the curiosity helps us better define what those things are. Man, there's so many thoughts going through my mind, but I just think that sometimes we feel like we have to fight to be right, you know? And, um, I've got more friends now than I ever have that don't believe in what I believe as a Christian. But what's interesting is like, 10 years ago, I would have felt this. And again, I'm not, I'm not saying this to try to say that I'm right. I'm just, I'm giving you like, I'm just giving you the story and maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm jacked up now. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, 10 years ago, I think I would have felt the pressure to make my case, to try to convince them that I was right. Um, now I, I don't, I don't. I, I, it's not that I don't care. It's that, um, I don't feel this pressure to try to convince them that I'm right. Because to me, I'm more concerned now, just trying to understand where they're coming from. Thanks for listening to this episode of the relational recovery podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part four in our conversation. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.